Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello, everybody. It's Rodney with the Video Games Now podcast, and uh, joined today by Cole. Hello, Cole. Hello. And uh, we're missing our favorite uh, host, Will. He's uh, unable to make it today, um, which is a damn shame because what we're talking about today is something that we've been talking about for a while. Right, Cole? Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, I... Okay, actually, to be fair, uh, so we're going to talk about a game called Hell Let Loose, which is in uh, pre-release right now, and it's for PC, and it's a World War Two. 50 versus 50 squad based first person shooter game and it look it uh, I called Cole on the way home and he described it to me and my fucking mind was just exploding with excitement so yeah we're gonna talk about that and uh, some little news about Goldeneye campaign you excited oh I'm always excited okay I'm always excited when it comes to Goldeneye yeah I'm gonna hit the right button this time here we go right now Alright everybody, so let's chat about the gaming word of the day, which is smurfing. Do you know what smurfing is, uh, Cole? Uh, no. Alright, so the term smurfing is used when players who have a great amount of experience in a video game create a new account for the purpose of disguising themselves as new players and using their skills to defeat inexperienced opponents with ease. The term derived from originally the, uh, the popular children's cartoon, The Smurfs, when a veteran player decided to choose the fake name Papa Smurf and engaged in battles with beginners or noobs, causing them to uh, lots of humiliation and defeats uh, for the sake of their own entertainment. That is awesome. <laughs> I thought it was like smurfing from the family guy where they just say smurf for every single like uh, noun and adjective would be like, hey, Smurf Bet, I uh, smurfed Smurfetta last night. Oh, <laughs> no. That's what um, I thought it was going to be is, like. That's not what that is. Um, yeah, I'm just going through. I Okay, Leroy Jenkins doesn't get used ever. Um, I actually, I somebody Leroy Jenkins while I was playing Hell Let Loose last night. So I'll tell that story once we get into it. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I, I saw that. I knew what it meant. But it's like I've never heard anyone go, look at this fucking Leroy Jenkins fucking. Right? So. Anyways, uh... Wait, 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 wait. What's the context of that Leroy Jenkins? Nobody ever Leroy Jenkins anymore? No, nobody... No, nobody says it, like, on chat. From my experience. Oh. Yeah, I guess... I I don't know. I've heard it quite a few times. So, Leroy Jenkins, uh, for people who don't know, uh, (laughs) it's a common nickname for any... Everybody should know Leroy Jenkins, I know, I know, I know. It's, like, second on the list. Um... This is a common nickname for any player that decides to act like a Rambo on the battlefield, acting rashly without taking into consideration the concept of caution. Simply put, they're playing their by their own rules and diving into danger without any regard for consequence or safety of their team. The origin of the name goes back to the viral video character from the game World of Warcraft named Leroy Jenkins, in which he screams out uh, his name before ignor- <laughs> ignorantly charging into headlong into a battle. Have you seen the Leroy Jenkins video? Um, I don't know if I have. Oh my god, I can't believe that's like, that's like. I can't believe you. Yeah, you I, haven't seen that. Well, I haven't played. Seen that. I haven't played World of Warcraft. That's probably why. You know. Oh, it is so funny. It is. It's a wonderful 
video. It's it's not even a parody video. It's a real video of these guys trying to do a raid, and they have it all planned out. And their commander's talking about how like everybody's ready to go, and then this one guy just runs in there and gets everybody killed. It is <laughs> it's amazing. You should watch it the second we stop this podcast. All right, you have to watch Leroy Jenkins. So before we get started on the podcast here, a couple plugs here. So. Check out our Video Games Now podcast, videogamesnow.ca. We got uh, news, videos, uh, links to our podcast, all that fun stuff. Uh, And also check out our Patreon. You get access to our podcast one day early. And also you get uh, discounts at our store and access to our live podcast on the YouTube page. Hello, live. What was the last live podcast we did? Uh, Well, we're live right now, um, and uh, we do one free live a month, so if you guys aren't sure if you're interested in the live, check us out once a month. Um, We'll always announce on our Facebook page when we're going to do the the free live podcast. So yeah. Okay, I see. I get you. I get you. Yeah, I was thinking the recording one when we do the the one on YouTube. Right. Uh, Okay, cool. Uh, So yeah, that's about it for the the plugage. Uh, Yeah, let's get started talking about Hell Let Loose. So yeah, the reason I we, we were kind of talking about this is because on the l- couple podcasts ago or so, Rodney was saying that it, he wished there was a game where there's like a World War II game, but first person where there's like one commander controlling the battlefield. Or do you remember what, exactly what you said? Or yeah, I said I'm looking for a game where uh, there's um, a commander that looks at a map and he can see the battlefield and see everything that's going on, and then he's commanding basically captains. Uh, out to basically get everything done, and, and it's, he's basically playing the game of chess. But there's actual people on the on the ground, like people boots on the ground, doing the actual things that he's telling them to do uh, for the for whatever objective that they have. So All right, that's, that's that's this hell game. Let loose. Yeah, that's basically <laughs> this game. You were telling me this, dude. I was so stoked. I was so freaking excited. Yeah. Well, the reason I. Uh... I, I like Call of Duty games. Like, I've liked a lot of Call of Duty games going all the way back. We were talking about Big Red 1, I think. Was that in the podcast or was that in person? Big Red 1. Uh, that might have been a person. Maybe, maybe it was new. Big Red 1 was my... Okay, so Finest Hour was the very first uh, Call of Duty game. I could be getting that wrong, but, like, Finest Hour was, like, the Call of Duty-style first-person shooter uh, World War II game. And I used to play that when I was a kid on the original... GameCube, and then Big Red One was the second one that came out for GameCube, and then uh, whatever came out for PlayStation, and then throughout the games, like I've played uh, Call of Duty um, World at War, which was, in my opinion, one of the best games yep. that came out, and then and then I played Call of Duty World War Two, which is the newest one, and um, even Battlefield uh, One I played, and I really enjoyed that that uh, World War Two. Um, first person shooter game so i was like hey i wonder if there's a new one out on steam or something that's a little bit bigger than battlefield i guess because uh i like the battlefield style but i wanted on a grander scale and i stumbled upon hell at loose right after we were talking about like what Roddy said a commander controlling a a battlefield yeah and the the issue i have especially with battlefield 5 is you get your squad you know they don't have a set amount of who can be in what class per squad Right, like we'll get into this later, obviously, with this game. But like, you know, everyone could be a sniper. It's like cool, or nobody's a fucking medic, and so you have an entire platoon of people with no fucking medic, and it just got super frustrating. Nobody played together as a team. Everyone just went and did their own thing, and yeah, it just it it had so much potential, and it just totally fell through for me. 
Um, Will told me this morning that I'm too critical of games. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. You, you have to be, man. You you have to be. It's the same with movies. You know, if like if when a new Star Wars movie comes out and everybody's like, I just want to see more Luke Skywalker, we're going to continue to get crappy Star Wars movies. You know, you yeah. have to be critical and you have to be, um, you know, that's how you get the quality. Sure, there's going to be tons and tons of stuff that's whatever. But if you want to find those those gems or you want to push developers to do a good job, got to be critical. Yeah. And I mean, uh, you know. Yeah, I'm doing a video games podcast and a video games website, but I mean, I'm still, you know, I I I have my palette of games that I enjoy, and I yeah, was, and that you, sorry, I, I was gonna I, say that gives you more of a right to be critical, right? Because if you just say yes to everything, then you're a pushover. People want an honest opinion about what's good and what's not. So yeah, and I mean, like, okay, I'm gonna be flat out honest. I played Borderlands three on Sunday, and I I I don't know, I got bored. I got honestly super bored of that game, and I quit. Um, so I did, I've, this is exactly what happened with Borderlands 2 where I'm playing it. It's not hooking me. Same thing with destiny. It, I played it, didn't hook me. I think it's a, it could be a looter shooter thing. Cause I did the same thing with Anthem. Mind you, Anthem was pretty fucking bad. Um, mm. so yeah, there was a couple other contributing factors with Anthem, uh, which is why I didn't like it. But yeah, most looter shooters, I don't know. There's, there's something about them that doesn't appeal to me. Yeah, like when we were talking about Borderlands 3, we were saying how it's like it's a very much a lot of the same. Like, sure, they updated like the the it looks great and the AI, the like the the enemy AI is a lot smarter and the game's harder and stuff. But it's still more Borderlands. So if you didn't like Borderlands one or Borderlands two, you're not gonna like this one. You know, it's you're not gonna like the yeah. looter shooter. So and I can't take it back because I fucking bought it online. Yeah, epic that epic store. I got my uh, my Xbox Live Pass, and now I'm buying games from different uh, from Steam and from Epic. And I'm like, dang it, I'm not even using my Xbox Live Pass. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Hell Let Loose is uh, developed by Black Matters. This is an indie game, shockingly, um, and it's published. And it's cheap. It's thirty thirty three bucks. Thirty three bucks. Steam. Yeah, Canadian. and they have a Kickstarter right now too. Like games games really early in develop not early in development, but it's it's alpha. Um. And yeah, so they have a Kickstarter. They're they're trying to raise some money still, but this game looks phenomenal. Um, so remember how I said because after I pitched that idea for the game, where it's like the commander and the map and the captains and stuff, I'm like, I'm trademarking this idea. This is <laughs> this is my idea. And if anyone makes a game, they stole it. But um, they started working on this game before we even started the podcast, like a full year before we started the podcast. So can't they really beat you to it. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> so can't really say much there. Uh, but anyways, so if you guys want to check them out, just Google Hell Let Loose and uh, their website comes out. So that's what I'm reading off of right now. Yeah, and uh, the community is pretty small. I, I stumbled upon this game, like I was saying. I was looking for some World War II games. I saw the trailer for 1917. If you haven't seen that trailer, check it out. It's going to be an awesome movie. But it's based in like World War One, World War Two style era. And I was like, oh, I kind of want to play a game. I'm, I'm into this feeling. So I found this on Steam. I decided to give it a download. And it is... It's uh, it's got a crazy difficulty curve. So when you start the game, I didn't really know anything. Uh, there there isn't images for any of the information yet. So when you go to the information to like look up um, what it's like to be this character, what it's like to be this character, there's no picture. It just says picture is going to be here. That's how alpha the game is. So there's not a lot of help once you you first start, but you uh, enlist. You pick a side. There's only American and German. So you pick a side, and then you have an option, a infantry unit, a uh, tank crewman, or a recon um, 
I, it's not really a sniper. That's not the proper word to use it, but you get to pick recon. So you basically just pick one of those three to be, and it just drops you in a game. And you gotta you gotta figure it out. You think, oh, it's gonna be like Call of Duty, just shoot them up. But no, you're traversing this enormous map to find these objectives and follow orders and and figure out what the hell you're supposed to be doing. I uh, I, I lost where I was going with the sentence, but. Uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. So I don't know, Rodney, if you want to know anything more about it, or else I'll just keep on rambling. Well, I was gonna say like uh, I sound super quiet for some reason. What happened there? Oh, there we go. Okay, I found my my place. Um, yeah, I think that uh, the game looks first of all fucking phenomenal, and the fact that it's very team based. And you were mentioning just the way you're describing it. It doesn't sound like. It's very forgiving in terms of the players either. Like, it's a huge difficulty curve, and the players aren't willing to wait around for you to figure out how the fucking game works. Like, they just want Not you to... Not at all. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, how the, how the game works is there's the German and the American side, and there's three maps. So, basically, the uh, Germans have one side of the map. The map's a grid, right? So, let's say it's a 5x5 uh, five five grid. At the very top, five squares, the Germans have an HU. And at the other side, there's five squares, and the um, uh, Americans have one spawn point, and the Americans have to make their way up the map, catch, uh, taking over objectives until they can take over the German uh, HQ, and then the Germans have to uh, hold back the American um, advancements and try to push them back to their spawn point to eventually take. So it's just capturing uh, objectives, and you have, I think it's an hour and a half or two hours to completely take over the map so that's the only uh gameplay that they have right now and then it's 50 versus 50 so there's uh one commander and that commander uh has to control the entire map so they can see the map they can see where all of their crewmen are on the map so they can see their entire team and then they communicate with officers who are the heads of each squad so there can be up to 10 squads and each squad has one officer and the commander has to be in charge of that officer and that officer has to tell the commander what's going on so if your squad is flanking and you find an enemy tank that officer should tell the commander hey i've got an enemy tank coming into the main group so that the officer can tell the rest of the commanders look out you got a tank coming in from here and then they also have to tell their tanks where to go to fight it off and so on and so forth so it's very very team-based and and shit can hit the fan at any second if your team is not paying attention or you've got a group of people who don't want to play the team objective and just want to run around and try to be Rambo and get murdered because it's one shot there's no there's no um you get shot you're dead you can have a medic revive you but if you get shot you're dead so you can't Rambo you have to be careful you have to be strategic so it's very yeah and I saw I saw in a video that if you get beheaded or dismembered you can't be revived Oh yeah, that's one thing you too. If like, so if you're a recon, so the recon is only a two-person team. So um, there's a sniper and a spotter. So that means on the map at all time there can only be four snipers. So you can't have an entire squad of snipers. There's two recon teams and one sniper per recon team. Two recon teams per team. So there's four snipers on the map at all times. So if a sniper kills a commander or an officer then they can tell the infantry, hey, I just killed an officer here, and if the infantry manages to blow up the body, then the officer can't be revived, and they have to go all the way back to the beginning. So you want to try to blow... <laughs> it's pretty ruthless if you shoot somebody, blow them up so that they can't bring them back to life. That's... Just like real war. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so just to read a little bit off the website here. Uh, so you've never played a game. You've never played a World War II game the way it was meant to be played. Um, is it just me or is the music super loud? Ah, uh, no, it's pretty good. Okay, well, it seems super loud. Anyways, uh... You've never played World War II the way it has meant to be played, with lumbering tanks dominating the battlefield, crucial supply chains fueling the front lines, being the cog in the machine of a colossal combined arms warfare. Hell Let Loose puts you in the chaos of war, complete with deep player-controlled vehicles, a dynamically involving front line, and crucial unit-focused gameplay that commands the tide of battle. Uh, yes, and uh, let's talk a little bit about the tanks, because that's the only kind of vehicle in the game. Yeah, right now they, they keep like there's a lot of like messages that pop up to let you know what's going on. And there's like one that's like, we're sorry, there's only tanks right now. We're trying to add more vehicles. So but they have a pretty good variety of tanks and it's very accurate. So on the German side, you have the um, the light tank, which is just a like a piece of crap. It's like a, a Jeep with a, a tiny little cannon on it. And uh, each tank is a three man team. So you can build a three man team with the commander and then two crewmen. And so you have one driver. And the driver actually has to uh, gear the tank. So you can't just uh, press forward and go. You have to shift up and down. So you have to go into first, pick up a little bit of speed, go into second to get faster, third and fourth. You can't just start in third gear. If you start in third gear, you'll stall out. You have to drop down back to first gear and pick it up to go again. So it's it's very complicated driving along with some of the bigger tanks have a machine gunner. So you're driving and you're controlling a machine gun at the same time. Then there's the the actual tank gunner who controls the the shots who also has a machine gun and then if your head rotates off your body you can get disoriented or stuck in trees so you have to be very careful and communicate with the bod bottom half of the tank while you're controlling the top half and then the last spot is the spotter and he sticks his head out of the top of the tank and he has full vision because when you're driving you can only see out the slot on the front and, and when you're gunning you, you can only see out the the aiming target so you can't see anything else so you have to rely on your spotter to tell you like hey we've got enemy infantry coming from this point so you can turn the head to take that or we've got an enemy tank coming in from here so you actually have to work together with your crew then they have the panzer shrek uh or sorry the uh the pants panther panther tank which is the like middle size and then they have the tiger which is if you know anything about german tanks is a terrifying monstrosity of uh of a uh, a tank so you use those to dominate the battlefield then on the american side they have the light tank same as the german and then they have the sherman so they'll get the americans will get a bunch of shermans where the germans will get a couple uh panzers one tiger and then everybody gets to sprinkle through a light tank so yeah. there's a lot going on for sure and sucks for people who don't know how to drive a standard just saying yeah, it's, it's quite a difficult, it's it's not that easy. I have like uh, shift left to gear up and shift right to gear down. So I'm like, yeah, I have to take my hand off my mouse when I'm driving so that I, I have to use like both my hands in order to drive the tank. Yeah, so. and I was kind of asking you earlier, does this have controller support? Because I'm shit with a mouse and keyboard. So I generally use a controller even when I'm playing on PC. But just how you describe the c commands of this game. Like, there's no way you could play it on controller. Yeah, it would be tough. I actually tried to look it up, and I don't know if you can. Because one of the other difficult things is the team chat. There isn't open chat. In order to talk, you have to uh, toggle your, your talking. And 
you have a bunch of different toggles. So you have one toggle to talk to your squad. So you get put into a squad, so you have to have one toggle just so you can talk to your squad. And then if you're a commander, you have to have one toggle to talk to all the other commanders because the commanders have to communicate. And then you have another toggle to do an open chat to talk to everybody around you. So you can constantly talk to your squad. But if you're in a, in a, uh, a battle with three other squads and you want to communicate with them, you now have to do open chat, which is uh, directional too. So if you can't be talking to the guy who's, you know, if you're standing by a fence and there's another guy 30 feet away by a tree, you cannot communicate with that person unless he's on your squad. So you have to toggle back and forth between talking to my squad, talking to people around me, talking to my commander. And, uh, but it's, it's all about realism, man. It, it makes it very, very real. Yeah, and I think that's what I like the most about this game is the realism because every decision you make kind of counts, you know. Oh yeah, definitely. So that's that's super cool. I'm excited to try this game. I yeah, like I said, I bought it, so I just got to install it on my gaming PC. Mm -hmm. Anyways, uh, what uh, what else can you tell us about the game? How about uh, um, what's it like to be the uh, like the support system? Let's talk about that. Oh, okay. So um, so was as the the commander, you're trying to. Uh, motivate your your men to push forward and take the enemy enemy territory, but there's only two spawn points: one at the German HQ and one at the American uh, spawn point. And the map is massive, so if if you're making your way up the line, what the officers can do is place down garrisons that you can spawn at. So um, you move up, you know, like I said, it's a grid. You move up two squares in the grid and you drop a spawn point, now your troops don't have to spawn all the way back at the beginning. They can spawn at that garrison. So you have to be very strategic on where to place your garrisons because the enemies are going to come in and destroy them, or if it's in a bad spot, it can be sitting at the bottom of a machine gun nest, and then everybody spawn there just gets mowed down by the machine gun. So you have to be very strategic in where to place uh, your garrison. But then the commander needs a support unit on their team to drop supplies in order to build a garrison. So you have to work together with your whole squad in order to build points to further your team's winning. So nobody can just, I mean, people do it all the time, but nobody can just ramble off and, and be on their own. You know, the support has to stick with the commander to move up together to place supplies, to build garrisons, to spawn more, more troops. So you have to, yeah, support your, support your team. So that's one of the roles is, I, I, let's read off the roles so everybody knows what, uh, what you can play as. Uh, well, I looked this up, Rodney. You got any more, any more questions? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's, and you basically need a mic. If you don't have a mic, you're kind. You, you can play the game without a mic, but it's not as fun uh, in some roles. And in some roles, like it's like if you're the commander, if you don't have a mic, get the fuck out. Like, yeah, there's a there's a type. Like you can you can type, and the type is is so obnoxious. Like I try to turn it off. You press uh, zero to get rid of the type, but the second somebody types something, the whole type screen comes back up which is kind of a pain so if somebody's being toxic in the chat you can't turn it off so somebody would be like you guys all suck and we're gonna lose and, da, 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 and it pops up and i'm like all right let's get rid of that and then they put another one and the whole chat pops up and you're kind of stuck with it so i don't really like how they have the chat system set up right now yeah for typing and uh solid leadership just fucking yell at everybody you all yeah suck. oh yeah i mean yeah. that's kind of how it is you know it's like if you're if if your team pushes ahead, so you, in order to move up, you have to catch objective by objective. So you can't skip and go all the way to the enemy HQ and just capture and win. You have to make your way up the line. So a lot of the times what will happen is you'll be attacking the objective ahead of you, but the enemy will be attacking the objective 
behind you. So if whoever takes the objective first loses all the progression of the other person, so you have to fall back and defend. So if everybody's pushing up and attacking and getting killed, your commander will be like, everybody fall back because we're going to lose the the objective behind us. we got to fall back. you got to fall back. They're just screaming and yelling because nobody's falling back. They're just trying to uh, capture. And then you end up losing the objective and then your entire team in enemy territory. So, yeah, sometimes just (laughs) yelling and screaming at people works the best. Yeah, okay. Uh, Copy that. (laughs) Um, It's intense. There's a lot going on in this game. Yeah, it like I said, I'm I'm very excited to try it. Uh, the learning curve I'll just deal with, but uh, this is supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, I, I played I've played it for like four days, and I figured out all the, all the stuff with nobody telling me what to do. So if you were to come in and join me, I could give you a rundown really quick in just a couple games. Excellent. Uh, so just just uh, going through some more stuff on the website here. Uh, so Hell Let Loose is all about kill to death ratios and unlocks. Teamwork is central to gameplay. Communication is essential. Players work together beneath the leadership of officers and their commander to take st- uh, strategic targets on the battlefield to dominate the opposition. Hell Let Loose is a game that demands teamwork and communication not only to win but to survive. So yeah, um, this it's like they incepted this fucking idea into my mind before they went public with it. Right? Yeah, that's the one you were talking about. This is the game I was talking about, yeah. Um, mm. So, key features in the game, fight an epic 50 versus 50 multiplayer battles. Select one of 14 unique roles, which I, which are not on this website, so if you have yeah, those. Yeah, I have them all here, so I can go over them sure. after you're finished. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, so, you can take control of the full spectrum of vehicles uh, with a fearsome panther tank uh, to the Hubble Jeep. I think there's more vehicles getting in the game. I was looking at the roadmap, and it looks pretty substantial. Like, they're going to add in... Uh, a um, stat tracking system and cosmetic stuff and st- yeah, you know the usual shit you'd expect in a game like this. There's a couple cosmetic items. A lot of them are for actually being in the kick- Kickstarter. But if you get to level five with any of the uh, 13, 14 rolls, you unlock a new helmet and a new uh, wardrobe piece, like a different uh, a different uh, uh, uniform to wear. Nice. Um, so bombard and wipe the enemy from the field by taking control of heavy weapons such as anti-tank guns and artillery. Build defenses on the battlefield to fortify your position. Use teamwork to smash through the enemy front lines and push through to victory. And play the game as a commander and lead your team to victory using different abilities you orchestrate uh, as you orchestrate your forces via the tactical map. Yeah, the map is the map is super crucial to the game you know you press m and it pops up and you can see everybody on your team like as a if i play just a simple rifleman i can see everybody on my team but as an officer and a commander you can mark points on the map and you have a set of binoculars that you can see so you can look through your binoculars and you can point at like uh you know you can say observe or attack or defend or suppress or drop supplies so everybody can see the map and everybody on their team but only uh people of power can actually i guess influence the map and then officers and commanders can um like drop uh supplies or do a bombing run on the enemy for even extra extra oomph nice yeah and uh, i was watching some gameplay and and yeah it was, you know, no one wants to hang around and defend anything, but they're like, defend that point, and it's a, it was a respawn point, so obviously it's super, super crucial, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and it, I was just, I was just thinking about Battlefield Five. like, they have a squad leader type thing in that game, but it's total bullshit, like, 
you know, the the squad leader basically just tells the rest of the squad to attack whatever the fucking guy feels like. Like there's no strategy involved in the in the game. Yeah, where this is you have one guy whose literal job it is is to tell you the strategy. You know, like even though you have a bunch of officers leading your squad, there isn't really anybody anybody telling them what to do. In this you have that that position filled. So there is a commander telling your squad leader what to do so that you can do it which i think is kind of something that the other games are missing because yeah sure you can just get with your buddies and get into a squad but if if you don't have any communication with the other squad leaders or you know there's no you know you can be the best five people in the entire world but if the other 15 people on your team suck yeah it doesn't matter you know what dude i would 100 percent train to have like like to participate in an esport of this game like to have right? 50, I thought that too like yeah just to sorry, have 50, on, just on. just to have 50 people that are like okay these are all of this is your unique role in this 50 person team and like you're all playing for money like that would be amazing yeah i was thinking about this i was like man i wonder what it would feel like to get 50 people who were actually serious about this together it would be super fun for like everybody you know there isn't really a role that is um uh not needed you know like everybody would be doing a part in this yeah and, and i can even read off the roles whenever we get a second here so you can kind of see what i mean yeah and and you know we could you could do something like like if it was like me you adam and will that's four people i don't know how many people are on a squad is that four six people six people okay so six people so me you adam will maybe mark if he's fucking gonna put his big boy pants on and uh, be free. you know one other yeah. person that we can't think of right now. Yep. So we're all pretty close friends. So we could be a super fucking awesome squad at whatever you know whatever the squad is. So if you just get you know six, seven, eight squads like that, and then a commander who's just a yeah. fucking mega boss, like you could you could do some serious damage at an esports tournament. Oh, definitely. We gotta get the video games now team. If anybody listening wants to be a part of the video <laughs> games now, uh, uh, hell let loose team. Yeah, let for sure. Uh, all right, let's go through the roles here. Okay, so at the very tippity top, there's the commander, tippity and they're tap. the ones who like uh, control the battlefield. You know, lay support, drop supplies, and let everybody know what's going on. Because when you're when you're in the heat of battle, you can't really be looking at your your map. You know, so this guy just looks at the map. I mean, the commander can run out and go straight into into war and hide in the trenches and and be in there with the infantry, but it's better to stay back, look at the map, and kind of let everybody know what's going on so they they control from behind the lines then the officer is the leader of the platoon responsible for deploying spawn points managing squad communicating and he coordinates with all the other pl platoon leaders with the commander there's a rifleman who can drop ammo and just has a regular regular rifle and pistol uh, anti-tank who has the the ability to destroy tanks which is super important because tanks will mess up your squad if you have a squad and you run into a tank and you don't have an anti-tank you're gonna die because nothing damages tanks except for other tanks and um uh bazookas or panzer shreks and the only ones who have them is an anti-tank so pretty important role uh there's the machine gunner who literally just has hang on what how many people are like you can have one special role per squad correct Yes, yeah, so there can only be one, like, you can only have one officer, one rifleman, one anti-tank. Like, there's only one. So, um, you can only have, uh, uh, ten squads, which is a lot, but you can only have ten anti-tank people, 
on one team. That's it. You can have no more. Out of a 50 versus 50, only 10 people can have um, anti-tank rifles. Got it. So, yeah, one person. And then if you have 10 um, infantry squads, then you have no tanks of your own and no recon, which we'll get into. So, I mean, and and you should always have two recon and at least three tanks, Mm -hmm. which leaves you five infantry. So you can technically only have five or you should only have five anti-tank people. Right. Yeah. I'm that's that's or five of any role. That's a great thing about this game is it 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 keeps everything balanced by limiting who can be what. You know, like in for example, mm-hmm. again Battlefield. Like this game reminds me of Battlefield, but it's like Battlefield's like richer cousin that like actually, you know, yeah. I don't know if that was a good analogy or not, but yeah, anyways, it's the more 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 complicated cousin. The, yeah, the yeah exactly. So yeah, in Battlefield Five, especially when I first started playing when it first was released last year, it, it's like you would jump into a game and it's like everybody was a fucking scout. So it's like there was like sixteen like to twenty snipers on the field out of a thirty-two. You know, so it, so the eight people that were actually trying to play mm-hmm. the fucking game and do the objective were just getting out sniped. It's like fuck. It was so frustrating. So I'm glad that that yeah. There's, and they, I think they. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm just glad that there's four snipers total on the whole on this gigantic map. You know. So, yeah, and that's something actually people complain about. People freak out. They're like, "Why are there only allowed four snipers on this map?" But it's just not the type of game. If you want to do a snipe fest go to go do battlefield this is not the place to have a snipe fest you know yeah totally i actually i have a funny story about being a sniper in the game and i'll tell it once we get down to the sniper class but uh the next one on there is machine gunner and the machine gunner just has the the heavy machine gun either the mg42 or the browning um i can't remember what the american heavy machine gun calls browning something some letters but it's basically you can't aim down the sights unless you're lying down or you have it mounted on a wall. So if you want to just uh, pray and spray with the machine gun, you can't you can't look on the sights. You have to find a wall or find a good place to prone, set it up, pop the bipod, and then you can look down the sights and actually do what it's supposed to do. That sounds like the MG. And, uh, that sounds like the MG42, honestly. Yeah, the MG42 is the one for the the Germans, I believe, and then the Browning is the one for the Americans. Because oh, okay. everything is different. Like you have your own the American rifleman. All the rifles that the Germans have are the Car uh, 98. There's no Jewer yet. The second the Jewer gets in the game, it's going to be minty. But there's no Jewer for the Germans yet. It's all Car across the board. And then the Americans have the uh, Carbine. Um, I can't remember what the Amer- Carbine something. And then they have the MG M1 Grand. M1 Grand. The one that goes bang, 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 ping. So that's a lot of fun <laughs> running around here and bang, 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 ping all over the all over the map. Yep. Um, that's probably the that's probably that probably gave soldiers the most PTSD. It's like they're in a firefight and then they hear ping. It's like Fuck. yeah. Well, actually, I think they use that in like the Pacific War. The um, the enemy like when the the uh, I I don't want to get this wrong, but when they were fighting, the enemy would charge them when they would hear bang 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 ping and then the enemy would all run and charge because they think they were reloading so they, the Americans would use it to their advantage where they'd have one person fire until they ping and then when the enemy charged everybody else would get up and shoot so uh <laughs> rough yeah it's pretty I know it's it's pretty ruthless um there's the assault class which is equipped with a semi-automatic uh rifle or machine gun and then they're the ones who drop into trenches since everybody has a rifle uh once you get <laughs> once everybody's dropping into trenches it turns into kind of a 
uh, cluster of everybody just trying to rifle each other. So you get an assault guy in there to just clean up all your trenches, which can be can be super rewarding because you know you're running across this huge field, you're not getting anything anything done. Then finally you breach the enemy lines, hop into their their trench, and then see a rifleman. Nothing you can do. Yeah, totally. So that's a, that's and, a fun uh, one. but friendly fire is on. I remember you saying. Oh my God! Is friendly fire ever on? Eh, you better be careful because you'll be mowing down your own guys, and they're um, they have a very strict no friendly fire rule, which is kind of ironic because uh, friendly fire is on in the highest capacity. But if you kill somebody, it sends a message to the entire team to ask if you want to get kicked, even if it's an accident. Like I was in a tank, and a guy was repairing our tank. And we got attacked by another tank, so we had to drive away. And we ran over the guy trying to repair our tank. Oh. And it asked if we wanted to kick the driver, like kick the driver from the game for killing the repair guy. So it's uh, I don't really know how they're going to balance out that, but that's, there's a lot of accidental. That's pretty aggressive. And you know what? They have I th- I don't know this for sure, but I, I'm just having flashbacks from playing Halo. It didn't always give you the option to boot somebody, so I'm wondering if there was some sort of system in, or, or algorithm in place to determine whether it th- the game thought that it was an accidental betrayal or not. Mm. So I yeah, this yeah, it, it sends a message to 50 people, so it's kind of like you'd have to have at least 25 of them say yes, and most of the time people don't even vote. You know, the message just sits up there. So unless the commander says, hey, everybody, vote this person off because they did this, you're, the odds of you getting getting kicked for team killing is not going to happen. So that's kind of how they they counteracted. But I'll, I'll see the team kill thing pop up quite a, If I see a guy's name come up like four or five times, I will vote yes to kick them. Yeah. But if I see it pop up once, I, I'll always vote no because it gets the message out of your, out of your face. Yeah, and I, you know what would be an interesting thing to kind of veto that is, um, maybe give the command, give the commander the option, or even the squad leader, right? If it's a if the squad leader guy killed the friendly fire, friendly fired on his own people, then maybe send it to the commander. Um, yeah, and then he can be, give him. That could be interesting. Yeah, and then he can get, be given the option to d- either demote him or court martial. Yeah, court martial. But yeah, you know, add add a little bit of dynamic to the game. Like if people are doing uh, a poor job at one, they should be given the option to be demoted or whatever. There's, I saw that that wasn't in the game yet. There, there's no like um, re rearrangement of your platoons while in the game, and especially if it's two hours long. Yeah, there's definitely you have to die leave your platoon join another platoon in order to uh in order to switch it up yeah it's yeah. very yeah uh but yeah they're they're very open to suggestions they want to hear from the audience and the people so i mean we were even talking about maybe trying to get a creator on the podcast we could have a list of questions we could ask them which would be kind of fun yeah as soon as we know if we can get uh these guys on the podcast we're going to light up our facebook page so if you guys have any questions for this game let us know yeah uh, carrying on on the roles you can do the other one is the medic i play a lot of medic and they can revive teammates so if you get shot once you're dead but a, a medic can come and revive you if you get shot again the medic can revive you and if you get shot a third time that's it you're dead so you get two revives from a medic uh, if you get shot in the head it's an instant kill and uh, you know you shot somebody in the head because it makes the helmet shot like you know in in when your bullet hits your helmet when you hear that it means you headshotted somebody which is an instant kill and uh if not 
if your body gets blown into pieces, you can't be revived either. So even if you down somebody, you try to huck grenades on their body to blow them up. And then the medics can't do anything. But one thing that's really nasty is when a sniper's watching people on the field, they'll snipe people in the chest on purpose, wait for the medic, crawl up, and then headshot the medics. So got to be careful. Got to be careful as a, as a medic. It's, uh, oh, I know. It's greasy. Evil. Yeah. But I mean, if you get sniped, you can always press V and let the guy around you know. If there's a medic crawling up to you, be like, yo, medic, there's a sniper. Uh, maybe, like, be careful to get under cover or wait till you hear otherwise before you revive me. Because you have, like, three minutes before you bleed out. Like, there's a long bleed out time, which I think is really nice. Like, I hate games where you bleed out in, like, five seconds. Especially Here, if you have to go all the way back to HQ, too. Yeah, so you, you'll be lying there. Like, if there's a medic and there's... I kid you not, there'll be like 15 dead bodies or waiting to be revived. So the medic will have to be like wrapping up one body and it takes about three seconds to revive somebody. And then you got to crawl over to the next guy. So even if you're the first guy to die, even if you're the last guy to get revived, it's still possible. And it still probably takes less time than it is to wait the 10 seconds for death, find your new spawn point, wait the 15 seconds to spawn back in get in there and then run all the way back to the battlefield yeah. i'd rather lie on the ground for three minutes and yeah. let the medic revive me than go through the whole hassle of trying to spawn back and, in and you know okay so i always i was thinking about this last weekend when i was playing call of duty the beta and uh which was fucking amazing by the way i think i, I think we talked about it i can't remember we talked about it a little bit yeah, yeah. it looked and really fun anyways uh when you die you can't be like hey yo on my ex there's a dude you know you know what i mean like if if they're going for realism they should um maybe cut the mic of the person who's dead or or at least yeah, they, at least wounded like like wounded they could still talk but if they're dead dead they shouldn't be able to be like hey uh there's there's a dude here yeah it's it's kind of a that'd be tough to monitor i think i think it would almost be better to have it than it would be to try to take it out but i fully understand what you mean yeah i i yeah, mean, once you play it a little bit you'll see what i mean like it, it's it's kind of important when there's a person that you're reviving there but uh it's definitely something that's interesting maybe if it's like having a hardcore mode and having a uh just a regular mode would be an interesting thing to play with as well yeah totally um okay, okay so here's another thing i'm gonna bring up so um i either last year or whatever i think it was last year they uh fortnite added a hardcore uh pro mode for the pro players Mm. But it was open to everybody. So anybody who's like, oh, I'm pro. Like, I've won, like, two games. Uh, they would jump in the pro server, and then, you know. Then, yeah, then it, it, it's, it's no point of having a pro server it, Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I think Apex... Yeah, no, Apex... I haven't played Apex since Season 1, so forgive me if I have if I have incorrect information, but I know Apex uh -oh. had um, a kind of a, a higher-tier league where if you got in the top um if you either won a game or come in the top three or something it would invite you to this higher tier game mode so everybody who's playing in this game mode has at least won a game or come in the top three but mm -hmm. if you lost in this if you die if you're one of the first couple to die or, or whatever the case may be then it bumped you back down to the regular one um, I think they. Oh, fixed, that's interesting. I think they fixed that now. They were doing something that that Halo Arena used to do, where it would put you in a in a tier, and then it would just basically anyone in that tier you would play against. Mm. So they they have that in this as well. Like if you play with a certain like, for instance, I played medic. I'm a level two and a half medic. You know, so the more you play a certain role, the higher up in that role 
you level up. So I mean, maybe if you maybe if you reach level five or level ten, you can start entering into uh, level five matches, level ten matches, which means you have experience playing this role. You understand how the game works, and now you can play on a higher level. So you wouldn't be able to come in as a level one machine gunner on a level oh. five match. You'd have to be the what level that you leveled up. That's in, interesting. So. I actually wasn't even. I, I didn't even think about that. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, because... Yeah, so I mean, and then you... But you level up and everything. So even as a commander, you level up. So like I was playing the other day with a level five commander and this guy knew... And I mean, the leveling system is not merciful. Like I I crushed it one game and you go up like uh, one-tenth of your bar for crushing it. You know? Right. I'm sh- uh, up for level one and level two, right? So I'm sure you have that to play a lot. I'm sure that once they introduce the stat tracking system and stuff, that you know maybe they'll add achievements. You know, um, yeah, that'd be interesting. So it might give you little side objectives like you know build. Well, that might fuck up that the would game. Be yeah, that it, it might a little bit, but I mean we're, we we haven't really got into the building roles yet. Those are actually coming up right next. Right. But it could be interesting. Like as a medic, he'll revive you know 20 teammates or something like that to help boost up i could see that happening because then it it, kind of pushes you to play your role the way it's meant to be played yeah so i think that is actually a really good idea um but going back to just before we move on going back to what you're saying so yeah i was even i was thinking like um you know there's just a a mode that you could play like a you know a higher tier mode that you could play as like so if you had a uh, experienced squad and you wanted to go and, and, and play with other experienced squads and experienced commanders like you could do that but the way you just described it where whatever role you're playing as you can't enter this higher server unless you're at least a level 5 in whatever role you're playing as mm-hmm. and when you start playing the game you'll see what I mean like they, they have it laid out very simply like the leveling up system is quite simple you can see like you, you can see all of your the all 14 13 rolls and how much you've uh, leveled up in each role and like the things you can unlock for leveling up in that role and what your character looks like and stuff so they've laid that out really simply for you to figure out excellent all right let's yeah. uh, move on here uh next one is the engineer and the engineer is the um there that's a big role to play they're the explosive expert so they have a bunch of uh landmines uh, really good for anti-tank, but they can also build uh, a bunch of different things. They can build um, like barbed wire. They can build sandbag piles. They can build um, uh, tank blocks. So, like you know, you, you, there's a there's a main road that the enemy tanks are using. You can drop two big tank blocks right in the way, and now the tanks can't use that road. If you go off in the forest or off into a ditch, your tank can get stuck and then you're done. So it's a great way to block off enemy tank movements. And then you can also build uh, depots. So one thing that we didn't get into in the game because we were saving until now, um, each team has to build uh, supply depots to supply their team with material to use in the game. So you have to build like a fuel depot in order to uh, build tanks. You have to build a... um, ammunition depot in order to fire in order for this the commander to be able to actually um have a supply run drop bombs or anything you have to have enough points to do it and the engineer builds those uh buildings that give your points to the team so the engineer is a very um yeah difficult class yeah i'm sure Uh, that'd be a huge learning curve especially if that was like the first thing you chose 
Yeah, and it's one of the most important things you can have on your team. So each team should probably have an engineer. You know, each team should have an engineer, especially at the beginning of the game. But the engineer cannot build anything, cannot build a single thing without the support unit, which is another unit that every team needs to have. And a support unit is the guy who um, drops uh, points. So they drop supplies so that the engineer and the commander can build what they need to build uh so it's very important like a commander can't build uh, respawn points without a support unit right beside them dropping materials for them to build so if you have a commander a support unit and an engineer all together then you're doing great because you can run around the map you can drop supply points you can drop um, um a bunch of different things and keep your team supported during the game so that the rest of your guys like your machine gunners and your riflemen can actually be efficient at their job that's going to be the most under um utilized unit i think at first especially people who are coming over from the mainline fps games oh 100 percent. you know like no one thinks about this kind of shit they just put think about oh i'm just gonna walk over here and snipe buddy or whatever right so yeah that's uh but also the other thing you think about it you're only you can only have uh, six people on your team if three of them are designated to building you're also at the same time going to be lacking some firepower so it might be a smart idea to have one team with the um, officer support and engineer and then have another team that has like the automatic rifleman the assault the machine gunner the rifleman and you know just have a beefy team and then that way you can put the beefy guys first and just have two squads stay back and building stuff. So, you know, so you also have to be smart on how you build your squads. But unfortunately, as the commander, you can't tell people what unit to pick. So, you know, it's that's why it would be interesting to have an actual 50 v 50 match with everybody being on the same page. So you can see what types of builds people would do, whether they'll go heavy building or heavy machine gun or, you know. Yeah, it'd be interesting, interesting if the commander could build pretty much build the the units or the pl- platoons how he wants right so he'll be like yeah he, that would bring it to a whole nother i think you'd lose a lot of people there unless you were doing like a competitive game because i mean at the same time people do want to drop in and play what they want to play if you restrict yeah. them that much it kind of yeah be, yeah but um, carry on maybe you know you have 10 platoons but maybe the top five are like here's the platoons that the commander wants that he he knows is gonna you know that's gonna work with a strategy or whatever the fuck and then the bottom five could be like just whatever the fuck you want you know yeah that's definitely an interesting way to do it i think it would play more into like a, a pro or a separate um uh thing rather than the base game because i also think it's important that you keep the base game you know yeah if something works why change it you can always add more to make it different rather than changing the whole thing but i think it's a good idea all right so um the last role in infantry is the automatic rifleman who's given an an automatic weapon now they're not the machine gunner who has like a a light machine gun but there's the um uh what's the word the suppressing fire is very important in this game like you need to lay down suppressing fire um in order for your guys to move up also popping smoke popping smoke is like unbelievably important so but the uh, uh, atomic rifleman needs to shoot at the enemy because if you're getting shot at in the game your vision blurs uh the screen turns gray you can't see because you're you're under fire right so that if you're 
guys are getting shot at, you just kind of spray around the enemy, all of their vision blurs, and then your guys can get up and move forward. So they're the ones who just lay down the suppressive fire so the rest of the team can move up and take the objective. So also an, another underutilized role because that can be very important in a trying to take trenches situation. Yeah, uh, totally. And then uh, did we talk about the sniper class already? We haven't. I was going to, the, the only two, so that's the, for the um, infantry for the armor tanks, there's a tank commander who has a submachine gun, uh, binoculars, and can communicate with the rest of the commanders. And then there's the two crewmen for each armor crew, and they literally just have a pistol and bandages, and that's it. So you, you're not running around killing guys. If you get out of the tank, you will get killed. So you get in the tank and you stay in the tank until you get blown up. That's your whole, whole your whole shtick. Yeah. Now, snipers, moving to the snipers, so you can only have, snipers are called recon and they're two-man teams. There's one with the sniper and they get a sniper rifle and they snipe people. But then you have the scout who travels with the sniper and the scout has a set of binoculars, a submachine gun, and they can communicate with the commander. So the the uh, scout has to listen to all the commander orders and has to spot enemies with the binoculars and mark enemies so that the sniper will know what to shoot and where to go. So even though a lot of the times this happens where somebody will just make a sniper group, turn themselves into a sniper and just run off on their own and, and do whatever they want... And then they're underutilized because they don't know what's going on from the commander. They don't know what's where the enemy is, where the tanks are. They just try to find a spot to go and snipe in. So it's really important that you have a scout with you relaying information and telling you where everybody is. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. So, yeah, this game sounds super fucking awesome. Uh, like I said, I bought it. I'm going to install it, and we're going to play it. Yeah. Oh, I said I was. I had one sniper story. I The first time I ever played sniper... I, I was one of those assholes who just didn't know what I was doing. So I just picked sniper and I was like, yeah, I get to snipe. So I ran around and I was sniping people and I wasn't really finding anybody. I didn't really know what I was doing. And then finally, I found this hill. I looked down and I saw like just tons of enemy units just sitting at the bottom of this hill in this trench trying to push up. And my sights are right on them. So I just start picking off these enemy guys. And they're trying to like push up the hill and get me and I'm just like not happening. I'm not happening. And I'm killing them all. And then I get shot by my own tank while oh. I'm sitting on this hill. Oh. Because they you know they can't they can't I was too far away, right? All they saw was a bunch of enemies and a guy sitting on a hill and they're like, Hey, let's take that guy out on that hill. Boom. And then it, when you get killed by your own guy, it says you've been killed by and then it says the name of the person that killed you and whether they're on your team or not. So uh there you go, my first time being a sniper after like running around for 15 minutes finding the best spot, then getting team killed. Did you boot him or what? Nah, I mean, eh, I was like, I mean, I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> actually, totally. I was like, oh, whatever. And then I went back to being just a regular, regular old infantry guy. Yeah. All right, so that game is called Hell Let Loose and it's available on Steam on the PC. And yeah, please check it out because it looks freaking awesome. And like I said, we'll try to get uh, we'll try to get somebody from the development team or community manager or something on the sh- on the podcast here so we can talk some more about it. Uh, so fifty five minutes in, but we got one more little note here on Goldeneye, 
and it says the GoldenEye 64 campaign is getting a fan remake, and uh, it looks great. So, uh, there's just a little bit of gameplay, and it's been completely redone. Like, lighting, sets, um, weapon modeling, everything's been redone, and it looks great. Uh, so while GoldenEye Source is a good way to play multiplayer GoldenEye 007, uh, on modern PCs, the game's brilliant campaign is a trickster experience to recapture if you emulate it. If you find that it hasn't aged well, which it hasn't, uh, <laughs> um, go back, like, unfortunately, just, unfortunately, yeah, like, me the memories of playing that game are, are amazing, but, endless, endless, endless memories, yeah, but then you go back and play it after playing modern day, F uh, you know, optimized FPS games, and you're like, holy fucking shit, this is, this is brutal. Mm. Anyway, like, the, the auto-aim is so strong. So oh, strong. yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, the footage is perfectly in uh, keeping with the spirit of the original, except the improved textures, improved lighting, improved character models, and, well, improved everything, really. Uh, so, yeah. Then it, uh, on, this is on uh, PCGamer.com, so they're talking about, uh, they're showing you the original and the, uh, and the, re and the redone, so... Yeah, vastly, vast different. And I'm wondering if they redid... They said they redid the character model so they don't half-assly run up or down the stairs. Like that... Yeah, that redhead person I just wanted to kick in the face because she uh, was super slow, super annoying, always died. Yeah, would you, would you have to break her out of that, that snow bunker in the snow level? Yeah. You you had to break her out of every freaking thing. Every single level. Yeah. The the, the blonde... Or what's the word? The Bond girls. Bond girls. Gotta save him, man. And well, but in the movies, he gets like three a fucking show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, That's, you know, uh, he's rolling in school. Bond girls. Old school. Yeah, you gotta save save the one from the silo, save her from the, save from everything. Okay. Actually, side note, I don't know if this is true or not. I don't know if I dreamt this or something. I heard a rumor, or maybe this is my own thing in my own head. Anyways, um, that the next Bond is gonna be a woman. Um. No, I think they were they were playing around that. Like, um, the next Bond is um, Idris Elba, I believe, first Black Bond, and then I think they were saying they wanted to do a woman Bond, and they asked, um, I can't remember which actress it was, if she would do it, and she said, "Why don't you guys just write an original story for a female character rather than just making a a woman Bond?" Oh, I think yeah, that's, what, that's her, what it was. Her answer was. Um, Could you imagine if so, the, the first black bond, but also a female bond, it'd be like, oh yeah, I, I think it would work. I mean, there's some there's some uh, really strong black female actresses who could pull that off really well. So, or I mean, maybe, that'd be cool. but I, I agree. I don't think why does it have to be Bond? Why can't it be? Um, I mean, uh, what's the one? Atomic Atomic Blonde was a great movie with Charlie Saron and. Mm -hmm. um, They've got a couple other ones. Uh, Salt with Angelie Jolie was really interesting. And there's a, another one coming out by, uh, I think it's called Emma. I don't know the actress's name, but it's like a spy movie too. I think they don't have to do James Bond. They're just trying to tag a popular name onto a, well, a character. Well, how about this? James Bond gets kidnapped and then some black woman has to go save him. Yeah, that'd work. Uh, get uh, Bring back good old uh, Pierce Bronson. Get him kidnapped somewhere, and uh, some. I think they've they've played with that too. I mean, they played with that in the new Bond with um, Daniel Craig, where um, he's got his partner. Uh, it wasn't Penny, maybe it was Penny, but she's she's Money his Penny. partner, yeah. and uh, she's badass spy as well. So, 
Yeah, it could work. Man, fuck, we're, Money Penny is just stoked on this Me Too thing because just years of sexual harassment by fucking Bond. It's true. It's years of it. Years of it. <laughs> Same with all the Indiana Jones girls and everybody. Fucking any, yeah. Yeah, and, I've been watching this gameplay for the new uh, for the Goldeneye remake, and it looks really good. I think that looks awesome. Totally. Uh, so the remake Check. is supposed to be completed by August twenty twenty two. So in order to uh, in order oh to my mark the God, that's yeah, a long time. I know, but it's to mark the game's twenty fifth anniversary. All all assets will be created from scratch, and the music won't uh, ape the original, opting instead of cap- capturing the mood without. Cool. Oh, so there's going to be no music. Oh, what, there's going to be no music. Uh, the music won't ape the original, opting instead to capture its mood without, presumably risking a cease and cease and assist. Okay, that makes sense. Mm. So, but what about that classic theme when you die? Do 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 do. Oh no! Oh yeah, I guess that's right. They wouldn't want to uh, to get sued by it. Yeah. Dang, too bad. They can write their own. I guess yeah. But how would they not get a? sued by Rare for making a fucking game that they published. Yeah, that's true. So That's very true. If you're gonna, it's remaking a Rare game. Yeah. If you're going to fucking already break a copyright already, you might as well just get the trifecta out of uh, it. I feel like Rare would be cooler about it than, uh, who is that, Universal or Warner Brothers? Who oh. does James Bond? Uh, I think Warner... No, I think Universal does. Universal, I, I, I would. You're gonna get sued by Universal long before you get sued by uh, uh, Rare, I believe. So, but does Rare own the IP for the like the game IP? Oh, they sold it to Microsoft, so you'd probably get sued by Microsoft on the same same level you get sued by uh, yeah Warner Brothers. So, man, right. God, these TV networks just need to calm the fuck down. And actually, same right? with same with Nintendo. Like people want a fucking Pokemon MMO, and people are just making it because Nintendo won't. And they're like, shut it down, fucking nope, no Pokemon MMO. Funding. Yeah, like yeah, just fucking simmer down. Let people do their passion project. You know, that's why you have to be crucial in games, man. That's why you have to be critical. Is because when people settle for subpar, you're not going to get what we what we deserve. You know, what what gamers. Yeah need um, to get so. will just embodies all the all the games he just just becomes one with all games he does will's he, the best he was a good find when you're putting together a video games podcast will's the will's the guy you want to find and he's come a long way from the robot he was in the first podcast yeah i mean he, he's played fucking everything everything he touches absolutely everything the guy's a the guy's a madman yeah like we were doing the was it the oh yeah we we're talking about the sega genesis and we're going through the games that were coming out of the Sega Genesis. He's like, oh, I've played, like, all these games except for three of them, and I haven't heard of, like, I've heard of, like, Sonic. I'm like, cool. Do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? You and I, we're married. We're married men. Will's Will's a bachelor. Well, and also, Will's, like, parents let him play fucking games. That's true. Well, my parents let me play games, but uh, I remember when I was a kid, my my parents didn't let me play uh, WWE on the N64, because if you hit somebody too much, their face would start to bleed. Right. My mom shut that shit down. <laughs> well, I mentioned to my dad when I was like ten that I was playing Grand Theft Auto on my on my neighbor's PS4. He's like, "Nope, not today." <laughs> oh, my dad thought Grand Theft Auto was hilarious, but my mom was like, "None of that." Well, yeah, you can only hit so many, you know, hookers and whatever until you get in trouble. But yeah. yeah. But and the the one thing I was going to say about Will is that we're married and he's single. You know what they say though? 
married men rule the world. Uh, so, sorry, or, the, or our wives do. Hey, every uh, I can't, I can't, I don't know what to say. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm fucking not lying. Uh, <laughs> the the old ball and chain. They're right about that part. All right, everybody. So uh, that comes to the end of the podcast. Let us know what you guys thought of the show and what you guys think of Hell Let Loose because it looks fucking awesome. I'm just so stoked. Yeah, let us know game. if you want to play it. The community, I was saying to my last thoughts on it is the game, the community is quite small. So every time I play, I will see the same people playing. So I'll hop into a server and be like, oh, these are all the guys I played with yesterday or these are all the guys I played with a couple days ago. So, I mean, um, the server's got room to grow. And there's a lot of uh, empty servers. You know, there's like 35 servers and I turn off um, empty servers and it pops down to like six. So grow in there, get in there, show them some love. Let's make it. Let's get a great game out of this. Absolutely. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. And we'll see you guys all next week. Bye bye. Bye bye.